Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. Today we are doing one of our video versions, which I think you will enjoy. And we are going to be talking about reading and books for those with dementia. But before I introduce our guest today, I always like to tell people a little bit about Alzheimer's Speaks because we're always getting new listeners all around the world. And so for those of you that are new, Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. We really think that by working collaboratively together and giving people hope and connecting them to services, products, and tools, that they'll be able to live a better life. And I started this company because my mom lived with dementia for 30 years, which meant we all lived with dementia for 30 years. And we thought there has to be a better way. There's got to be an easier way to connect people to um, all the things that they need and the support and to raise the voice that, you know, we can, we can do this graciously. We can walk this path together. And I also have to thank all of you as our listeners. You see your likes, your clicks, and your shares have gotten us recognized by AARP and Oprah and Maria Shriver and Dr. Oz. And I don't say that to pat us on the back, but to pat you on the back. You see, we've never bought one ad. <laughs> we, all of our our growing and um, our our spread of our knowledge that we share with you has been through you, um, through your likes, your clicks, and your shares. So don't think for a second that you don't have the power to help spread the word, to make a difference, to make people become a little bit more aware of opportunities that they have before them when it comes to dementia. So thank you so much for that. And I'd also like to offer up, because we're always looking for guests, maybe you could be our next guest. You see, uh, we interview everybody. So if you are a person living with dementia, or maybe you have some symptoms and haven't been diagnosed, maybe your family member caring for a loved one or have in the past or a business professional who is providing you know a service a product or a tool for somebody we'd love to hear from you maybe you're an advocate a researcher movie director an author a singer a songwriter um every everyone's voice is welcome because everybody has an impact on how we live as a society with dementia so um, again, thank you all so much. I want to always just give a shout out to a couple of companies that I truly really respect their work. And one of them is Calendar Cards. Calendar Cards is a memory system that was created to help people live independently longer. And it's a really cool system. But on top of that, they also developed a memory cafe directory. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the memory cafe, uh, those are support groups. I hate to even call them support groups because they're not structured. They're really gatherings of people with dementia and their care partners. And they're just a wonderful, wonderful group to belong to. Dave with Calendar Cards has put together MemoryCafeDirectory.com, where we now have over 500 listed in 
the U.S. and we know there's more out there. So contact him because the listing is free. Or if you want to um, develop one, make sure that you go to memorycafe.com and get your input. And he's also started listing other countries because it's just an easy formula that he has for us to be able to search and find these. So um, check out Memory Cafe directory and again, the calendar card system. I also want to give a shout out to the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. They are, they're located in Arizona, but they have a real holistic approach. So if you're looking at diet and exercise and meditation, they have some great resources and you can check them out at alzheimersprevention.org. And then the last one I'm going to um, give a shout out is called the Purple Table Reservations. This is fairly new and it was started by a gal whose mom had dementia and who owns a restaurant. And she has formulated a system to be able to train restaurant staff um, how to better serve those with dementia. Not only just dementia, but post-traumatic stress and autism, anybody that has special needs. And they have an app, so you can try to find restaurants in your area. They need more restaurants to be part of this. So if you can help them out, or if you need a restaurant to find, go to purpletables.com. That's purpletables.com. And again, feel free to refer your restaurants in your areas to them, because it's just such a, a great asset to all of us to be able to live more fully. So let me introduce today our guest. We have Rachel Thompson with us, and she has always been fascinated by stories. In fact, this woman wrote her first book in first grade. When most kids were just writing their daily journals and probably struggling with that, Rachel uh, was adding chapters to her story about animals. And now she is the founder and CEO of Marlena Books, and she's passionate about improving the quality of life for individuals living with dementia. She um, went to the University of Waterloo and in 2018 was the recipient of the University of Waterloo Faculty of Applied Health Science Young Alumni Award. So congratulations. Welcome today. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited. Um, you know, when I ran across what you were doing, I thought I've, I've got to reach out because, you know, I work a lot with memory cafes and with people all around the, actually all around the world, who many still want to read, but it's really hard to find something that's age appropriate. I also work closely with um, some of the library systems that I think they're going to be really, really interested in, in what you're doing, because they're starting to put in, in my neck of the woods anyways, they're putting together what is called memory minder packs, which are uh, specific packets for both the person with dementia and the care partner at a kind of a early, mid and later stage. And so they're always looking for new resources and that's starting to catch on around the country. So I'm really looking forward to sharing what you're doing um, so that more people can take advantage of, of your work. So before we get in and, and talking about your books and the hows and the whys, I always like to ask every every guest, you know, have you been personally touched by dementia in your own family or circle of friends? Yeah, so my passion for dementia work really stemmed from uh, my grandmother who's living with dementia. And she's lived with dementia for about 12 years now. 
Um, so it's directly affected our family. Um, both of her sisters also live or lived with dementia. Um, and so I've had a lot of personal experience with it. And then through my work, I've got to see uh, many more people along the way uh, and develop personal relationships with them as well. Um, and can see both the challenges that come with the dementia diagnosis, but also um, kind of the insights and the, I guess, little sparks of joy that come along too with uh, going through that, that challenge. Right. Well, why don't you tell us when and how you decided to start your book company? Yeah. So as I said, uh, my grandmother lives with dementia and uh, was always an avid reader, had loved to read um, through her adult life and, and was a, a pretty religious person. So I uh, was often reading her Bible as well. Um, and she really instilled that love of reading in me. Um, one of our favorite things to do together would be to go to um, the, li- the library or the bookstore uh, and go out for lunch and, and buy a book afterwards. And so I noticed as her dementia had progressed, she'd maybe been living with it for four or five years at this point, that she just wasn't reading as much. And um, we attributed it to the disease and didn't think much of it because it was our first real uh, personal experience with dementia until one day we were sitting down at a breakfast table um, and she read the headline of a newspaper out loud, word for word, perfectly, and it had some complicated words in it. And we were all really shocked because we didn't think she could read anymore at this point. She was beginning to forget some of her family members' names and her dementia was progressing. Uh, so I went online to try and find dementia-friendly books uh, and were in Canada. We couldn't find anything. So I was luckily in the last year of my health science degree at the University of Waterloo and, and turned my senior research project into studying Uh, dementia and the procedural memory and why people with dementia can still read much into their dementia diagnosis Um, and from there got involved in the innovation ecosystem that is here in Waterloo. Uh, Entrepreneurship is really a a big pillar of the university I went to so they helped me kind of turn this idea into a business and we've been up and running for a couple years now and um, have sold all throughout Canada and are starting to get into the States. So we're really excited with the progress we've made um, and definitely coming from that kind of personal connection and humble beginning. Well, that's exciting. I was just thinking of besides the library system, even the the memory cafe directory, um, you should reach out to Dave at Calendar Cards too, because he does a a newsletter about quarterly and a lot of times he'll he'll feature you know, a product or a tool that, that will help people. And um, maybe that could be you, you know, because that would be a great, um, a great thing to be able to get to people. I think you're, you're right. As so many of us think, oh, they, they can't read anymore. And, you know, my mom um, could read for a long period of time, and then she stopped. But even when she stopped, it was so important for her to still fill her time appearing to read the newspaper even if she couldn't track it because it was habit and it was a pride thing and so being able to assist somebody to do something for as long as possible is is so important why don't you tell us about your your why don't you tell us about your first product and then um how you grew from there yeah so the first the first thing we created was a line of hard copy books We were really inspired to create this for two reasons. The first being that we noticed a problem with uh, individuals living with dementia being given children's books. And so the reading level was um, maybe more appropriate for what they were able to comprehend. However, the content was not. And it was often very undignifying to give an older adult something that is made for a child. They're not interested in reading it and they're not motivated to read it. 
Um, so we really wanted to focus on mature stories that would capture an older audience and then also um, develop a layout that is dementia friendly and allows individuals with dementia to continue reading as long as possible. So we've tried to incorporate what we call everything associated with aging. So um, our books have harder covers and thicker pages for individuals with dexterity issues. And they're quite short, only about uh, 20, uh, 25 to 40 pages, depending on the story. They feature a dementia-friendly layout that we've developed here. And as you might be able to see, and I'm sure you'll include pictures, there's not text on the entire page that's based on dementia eye tracking studies. So the individual knows exactly where to start reading and they don't get overwhelmed with the page of text. Um, we have mature and kind of more adult featured images. And then we also have prompts to remind individuals to turn the page. Um, all of our text is um, CNIB approved, and that's the Canadian National Institute of the Blind, so uh, for older adults who also might have some vision issues. And then, as I said, we feature um, mature stories. So we have uh, stories about gardening, about families with grandchildren, um, about relationships, um, sports, and just other things that might pique their interest. And so we sell those online and then also, um, as you said, are, are getting into the library system and more of those businesses that uh, older adults might be, be catering to. Well, I like, um, I, I've not seen anything, if you can hold the, the book up again inside, I like that the whole page isn't filled with text. I think that makes such a difference for people because I hear that all the time is, I was reading, but I got lost, and then I started yeah. over, and I probably read this five times, and then I got frustrated, and then I put it down. We noticed that with my grandmother, too, is that she always used to read a newspaper, uh, and as her dementia progressed, had a hard time focusing on the stories because they're so kind of inner uh, lapped and, and with the different font size and text and we we found through our research that people with dementia often get overwhelmed when they're looking at a, at a page like that so this seems to be the best way to get them to focus on a specific area of text. The other thing that I, I like is you have mentioned um, thicker pages for the dexterity I mean that's just so smart and then the nice large clear crisp font that you've used and you've got nice contrast. I think I see so often people are marketing and they don't understand their audience, you know, and, and it's like that doesn't have enough contrast. Yeah. Or it's too it's too squiggly, it's too scripty and it's it's gonna be confusing or it, it's not large enough or it's not bold enough or and yet you need that white space you know so giving it that balance is there it, so do you have a picture or like on every page to offset the text then yeah so the, the books are set at about a grade five reading level um and so we try to keep it that each individual page kind of encompasses um one idea or thought so if individuals might not be able to remember the whole story throughout they can still enjoy that page um, so here's a different one with a different um, image. This story is about gardening and a grandmother and a grandson kind of working together to uh, plant a garden. And so there's uh, all different images uh, and the story follows um, them planting a seasonal garden. We were lucky at the University of Waterloo. Um, we also have a school of optometry here, the only English speaking one in Canada. Uh, and so we learned a lot along the way about those things like contrast and font size and um, even font type that I never knew before, but that really can affect an individual with dementia perception or vision. And so I've had some personal experience with my grandmother, obviously, but the research we've done and what we've learned along the way uh, has definitely been impactful. And so I totally see what you're saying now. 
every time I see something with poor contrast, I'm just like, they have not consulted their users um, because this would not be appropriate. Yeah, it's so important. I just got something on my desk the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I can barely read this thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, and, and granted, my eyes aren't what they used to be, but still, I, in my eyes, my eyesight is, is uh is still pretty good like this is difficult I have to strain to really figure this out I really have to think to do that and you know people with dementia we have to help them utilize their resources to do the task not to decipher what it is we put together for them you know with that so that is that is great I love all those features and I think that it really makes your product very unique I, I also like that you made it a hard cover Mm -hmm. Because I, I think especially with older adults, and not that we're not used to having paperbacks nowadays, but so many of us grew up with hard copy. If we go back in time, we didn't have computers to read stuff off of. Yeah. Uh, our soft copy was probably the newspaper, and very few people even get that nowadays. They read it on the computer. So again, knowing knowing the audience, you know, with that is really important. Have you ever thought about um, doing ebooks at all where people could, you know, flip the pages and, and purchase them that way at all? Yeah, so we also do offer ebooks um, for sale on our website for all the titles we have available. Um, okay. But we really tried to transition um, and meet that need through our second product because we mm -hmm. have a lot of demand for kind of a more digital presence and we're really conflicted on how to best. Uh, go about doing that, knowing that our audience might not have had as much exposure te to technology, but also knowing the benefit and I guess all of the possibilities that technology could really enhance the way that our products are being delivered. So we do have ebooks, but we're pushing people more towards the app that we've developed just because they can do digital reading um, through our app, but also have a slew of accessibility features alongside of it and some data tracking for their family which we find to be more um, impactful. And again, with the, with the contrast thing, most e-readers, unless it's an iPad e-reader, are in black and white. And so when you use our app on iPad, you can see everything in color, which is nice as well. Right. I know I had ran across an app and I was trying to think, I, I can't remember the name of it, but, and it wasn't, I think it was from the UK and they were doing stuff with the news and stuff. And you could pick, you know, font size and you could really manipulate things, but they didn't have, stuff I know for the U.S. here, and they were trying to make digital information, you know, kind of chunk it down for people so it wasn't as confusing, or you could change colors and, and things for people as well. Personally, I found it confusing because there was like, it was, there was too many options, and then I got playing with it instead of reading, which was the purpose. Wow, <laughs> no. trying, to, trying to figure that out, but eh, maybe that was just just me. Have you done any audiobooks at all for people? Because I know that that's another thing that people talk about when they lose their ability to read, that they're interested in having audiobooks, and yet a lot of the everyday audiobooks are too much too. Um, that's actually a great transition for us to talk about um, the app that we've developed. So we were getting um, a lot of questions about things like ebooks, digital formats, um, audiobooks, and then on top of that, because we rate at a grade five reading level, we're also getting some suggestions from our users to have books that were a bit more 
um, higher of a reading level for people whose dementia wasn't as progressed, and then on the opposite side for people with more advanced dementia to have a lower reading level. And all of these comments kept coming, and we were trying to figure out a solution that would work for everyone. Uh, as a small company um, with limited funding, um, we just couldn't do it all. We couldn't publish hard copy books in multiple um, reading levels. We were also being asked for different languages. And so we came up with the idea to develop um, an app that was just recently released about three weeks ago. So it's called Marlena Books. It's um, on the iOS app store. And it hosts all the books that we have in a digital format. And there's a lot of accessibility features that can help individuals read. And we like to say that it grows and progresses um, throughout the dementia journey that the individual goes on with them. So some of the accessibility features are um, font size, so you can change the font size to fit your needs. Uh, we have audio reading, so you can turn that on or off for the story. Um, there's also personalization, so we can input the person with dementia as the main character in the stories. And sometimes uh, if they have more progressed dementia through the audio tool, they'll be able to hear their name being read and then it kind of brings their attention back to the story. We also have graduated reading levels in there so you can choose between a grade three, five, or eight reading level for each story depending on uh, the difficulty you want. And then for individuals who may have more progressed dementia, we have an automatic page turning feature so someone could set it up for them, turn on the audio reading and the automatic page turning and the story will kind of move through itself and it's a way uh, for individuals to be engaged while maybe a care partner is off doing something else or getting some respite. And on the flip side, um, we have activity tracking that can be shared with uh, either long-term care homes that individuals are staying at or with families. So we track all of the stories that are read and the time that it takes the individuals to read it. You can add notes or track emotions. So if the story helps someone remember something or brought up a certain mood, and then that can be shared within family units or in long-term care homes. So for me, for instance, Coming from a bigger family, it's hard to always see what my grandmother's doing day to day because she lives in a care home. Um, but I can see through the app which uh, either staff in her home or family members of mine spent time reading with her. And then we get a weekly reading report too just to see what she's been up to each week. And we're working on in, in um, putting in additional languages that will be released in 2019. But the app was really um, the best way that we could incorporate all these kind of needs that our users were asking for and because it works on a subscription-based model, we're, allowed, we're uh, able to put new content out for our users monthly. So they're getting new stories um, that are fresh and seasonal um, and kind of just go along with the time. So it's been interesting because obviously there's some barriers to digital adaptation for older adults. But we've done some testing and it's been quite successful and we're excited to see where it can go. Well, and I think, you know, the, the age of people getting dementia is so varied too. I mean, we're, you know, kids are now getting diagnosed with this and it's not uncommon to hear of somebody in their 40s and 50s probably use computers a little bit more than maybe somebody a little bit older. Um, you know, in their 70s and 80s and stuff. So I, I think it's really a smart business plan, you know, that you've got these hard copies, you've got this app, and you're really expanding. It's it's such a need. You know, it's just jotting some of the notes down of, of things that you had said, you know, that the app can do in terms of font size and turning the page and, you know, just all those little prompts. And you had mentioned about being able to track emotions. How does it do that? So it doesn't track emotions based off the user, but you can, um, there's a note section. So if I'm reading with someone or I'm reading independently, at the end of the story, it will prompt you to add in how you felt about the story. Uh, and so you can just choose emotions based off that. 
And then there's also a note section. So maybe you read the gardening book and you uh, brought up memories of your garden. Uh, individual can write that in or have a care partner write that in and then maybe that can help uh, care, uh, care staff kind of learn more about the person. So we're not quite at um, a, point, a point where we can track the individual's emotions, but they can track it. Um, but we are quite interested in, in the future, using artificial intelligence to kind of grow the, um, the database of our users and be able to kind of see how they can change and grow with time and see if maybe uh, we can predict changes in their cognition uh, through the way that they're reading. So uh, something in the future to consider for sure. Okay, I'm wondering if, if it would be possible or even interesting for you to ask somebody in the beginning to maybe, you know, pick an emoji in terms of what their emotion is before they start and then after. So you yeah. can see if there's a, a change. And then the other thing, uh, just a thought, would be for those notes afterwards, because there's a lot of people with dementia that might still be able to read but can't type. So if they could talk into your app and describe this really brought up this to me or you know if if that would be possible that would be a really neat thing um, to be able to offer for them just to leave a verbal message maybe that gets translated into into a text yeah that's a great idea thanks for the suggestion because i i know there's so many of them that say that they they can't write and some can't write but they can use the the computer and you know, it just depends on if they're listening to it on a phone, they may or may not be able to use it. Uh, everyone, everybody's different, you know, with that, but just kind of a thought to be able to track that. Because my guess is that, you know, when anytime you accomplish anything, it, it you know, your mood lifts up. And I think sometimes we even have to, you know, with dementia, especially when someone's newly diagnosed, we have to tune them into that. Because it, you know, it can be a pretty devastating um, diagnosis, especially in the beginning, before somebody realizes that oh, I still can do this and I still can do that, and so giving them opportunity to help recognize when they're lifted would be really cool. I love how you um, also mentioned the personalization, so you can put in, you know, their name and you know, just kind of catch their attention just by hearing that. I think that that is really um, a, a really smart thing to do. And then to hear that this is going to be future translated into different languages for people as well is, is very, very cool. So gosh, you've done a lot in a really short period of time, you know, with your company and um, really covered a lot of bases. I know there are others out there that have talked about doing dementia-friendly books, but you, you really seem to have, from what I've seen, a, a really nice broad picture of, of how to elevate someone living with the disease. And, and I think also, you know, especially this time of year around Christmas and stuff too, when we're talking, what a great gift idea for people, because a lot of times people don't know what to get. And um, mm -hmm. that can be a wonderful, a wonderful thing too. Now, I wanted to ask also if you've ever thought about writing a children's book, because some of them can, can actually read to, to kids, um, and formulating something that's dementia-friendly that would be easier for them to read, you know, for, for maybe their grandchildren or, you know, their neighbor's kids or, 
you know, if they want to, sometimes they want to volunteer at a school or sometimes, you know, I think we, personally, I think we need to do more intergenerational stuff, but that would be a cool thing too, that would help them, I think, participate at that level as well. Yeah, that's something um, we've heard of as well. I know there's one company in the UK that are doing, I think, physical books um, for individuals with uh, dementia and their grandchildren to participate in together. Um, but the, the nice thing about the digital platform is that the possibilities for us are really endless. We could uh, write a children's book quite quickly and put it up on our server and then have uh, a selected group be able to test out that model. Um, we also in the future might be able to get to a point where individuals can kind of create their own story, um, putting in images or life events that are important to them. And I know there's a ton of great research out there about the benefits of intergenerational um, experiences for both sides, for the older adult and for the grandchildren. Uh, so it's a great idea and something we hope to incorporate more in the future um, because at the foundation of our company, we're really just all about improving quality of life and, and how we can create new and engaging ways for individuals with dementia to continue doing what they uh, were doing before. So if that's reading on their own or reading with a grandchild, um, we want to be able to to make that as accessible as we can. Yeah, one of the things, I have a, a story that I've always wanted to um, write. I've, kind of, I've got it written and stuff, but now... I'm thinking different now that you know I'm talking with you in terms of how it could be utilized. But one of the things that I've found, and I don't know if this would be, or, or that I've thought, and, and maybe this would be something you could incorporate too, would be kind of that next step after reading something like that. If people wanted to draw a picture of maybe a memory that is posed or a character in the book um, and something that they... Uh, for the one that I'm writing, I, I want people to be able to engage and share. And so yeah. I just thought that might be something neat for people to be able to do as another step from the reading too. I don't know. Just a thought. Um, we're getting people doing more art therapy and people really understanding um, the creativity that can still be there with somebody with dementia. You know, we have to we have to get past ourselves in terms of what they're able to do. But if they read it themselves or if they if they were reading to children, that would be kind of a cool thing to see, even if it was a, a page of just where people could upload things to. And it might inspire some people to try some art as well, along with your book. I don't know. I'm always, my yeah, head's no, It's a great idea. We actually used to have our hard copy books. Um, the illustrations were done by individuals living with dementia in our very first prototype because we wanted to find additional ways to include them and really um, thought that not only the art therapy piece, but also just kind of in the stigma reduction realm of, of normalizing how an individual with dementia would paint. Um, that was really encouraging and, and exciting for us. As we've grown, we've had to move away from that model just because um, obviously we can't have individuals with dementia like meeting deadlines and things like that. Um, but we did host uh, an art gallery here in our city locally uh, that featured uh, images on big canvases done by people with dementia that we were working with. And the two things we really noticed were that the public's um, perception of what an individual with dementia could do quite different than their, their actual ability. And that was really shocking for our team who I guess lives it every day and, and know that, that people with dementia have a range of capabilities and to never kind of second guess them. But there's so much that can be, can be 
learned from sharing these experiences with other people who don't have that personal connection. And the second thing we found was that um, the art was a really new and exciting way for an individual to express themselves. As you said earlier, like maybe they might not be able to write as easily or, or convey their feelings, but we actually had a couple individuals paint images about life events that people in their care home had never heard them talk about before. And so during that painting session, they were able to learn a new piece of this person's life just based on giving them a different medium to paint with. So I think it's a great idea. We should also have you on our advisory board because <laughs> you're just having to have new ideas for them. They're excellent. The other, the other thing I'm thinking is, you know, we've got the coloring books and stuff for adults nowadays, even if you did uh, pictures where they could color in, you know, to say again, to give them ideas of another opportunity within within the book itself. But I just, I just think I'm, I'm just fascinated with all you've done and the research you've done um, to really meet the needs and um, how you're looking at expanding that is, is very, very exciting. So, so kudos. What, what kind of feedback have you gotten from people, you know, with the book? Good question. I think that it's been a range of feedback that has really shown what we tried to do was successful. So we know that not every individual with dementia can read, um, but we also knew that we weren't trying to change that or, or create a tool that would magically make everyone read. And so we've had um, some people write in, one individual wrote in and said that their uh, mother living with dementia hadn't been able to read for five to six years since her dementia diagnosis. And when she received our book, she was reading within minutes. And that was really impactful for us. Oh, wow. Um, and then for some individuals with more advanced dementia, we've had people say that their loved ones can kind of base how they're doing that day off of how well they're reading. So if they're reading well, they kind of know maybe they're having a good day. If they need more assistance or they're not interested, then maybe it's not a great day. And one, one woman wrote in and said that she could notice changes in her mother's cognition because she started struggling with stuff that she was able to do um, with the book before. And then on the, on the very other end of the spectrum, which is now kind of where my grandmother is at, uh, she's lived with it for about 12 years. She can no longer read, but it's how can we kind of build that connection still through activities that we can share um, and, and kind of modify that. And so for us, it's really been the men in our family who I think at least for us are very goal oriented. And when they go in and visit her in long-term care, find that if they're not kind of achieving something or doing something with her, then they get really frustrated because she's, she's changed so much to not be able to hold the conversation. And they're kind of saying that, uh, what, what's the point of going? When we equipped them with a book, they really found that it gave them something to focus on, that they were going to read the story together. And because they're short and can be read in 10 to 15 minutes, they're perfect to kind of go through together. And then kind of usually we'll stir up a bit of a conversation after that. So it's been a, it's been a pretty positive response. I know that the biggest thing that we struggle is, with is because they're marketed for individuals with dementia. Um, some individuals with dementia like to embrace that and try and reduce the stigma and others who are living with it don't like to be reminded. And so we get a little bit of feedback about how we can better uh, market it so that we can appeal to both groups. But aside from that, it's been really rewarding to hear the stories. And as I said, um, kind of go through that journey with people who are along the same journey as my family is and, and learn a lot more about kind of the needs and the challenges that they're going through. And through that, we're better able to shape our products and our company um, because we're talking to our users. So that's been really great. 
Well, as you were talking, I was thinking of a couple other ideas for books. And one that was, so we just did our dementia chats this morning, which is where I interview people with dementia. We were talking about how do you live well with it? And, you know, how do you, if you're, if you're feeling down or depressed, how do you pull yourself out? And, you know, we we're talking about networks and stuff, but there's a lot of people, I mean, even without dementia that read inspirational, you know, quotes. And that might be something that would be good for them just to have a book, a quote that are positive, that that could lift them up. Or some people read, you know, a religious based um, inspirations too. you know, that would be another avenue or cultural diverse storytelling too. Like I said, you need to join our team. (laughs) (laughs) It's endless what you could what you could do because the need is so great. And there isn't anybody who can hide from this disease. I mean, we just never know who who's going to be next. And so I just, I, I love that you're, you know, open to ideas and really listening to people in terms of, you know, getting feedback on um, where to go next and, and how to develop things. I, I, to me, that's the key to a successful business. And again, this is such an open area that hasn't been addressed. And it's something that I think people really, really need to see. So I will definitely help you spread the word. Where do you see, you know, the future going? Other, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of plans for 20, 2019, but where do you see see the company going, you know, in the next few years? Yeah, um, like I said, because we're Canadian-based, we're really trying to roll out in the States in 2019, so we're really excited about that, um, to access that population and learn more and grow that way. Um, and then just, Uh, putting in additional features into our digital app and really trying to optimize how we can better connect families um, and serve individuals living with dementia. Dementia, We really see ourselves as hopefully leading um, the space in dementia recreation and really wanting to take what we've learned by listening to our users and implement that in the future. So that means new stories, possibly new products in the future and new features for our digital app as well. Wonderful. Well, this is this has been fantastic. I'm really, really excited about your books and your products. I, I just think it's um, very needed, and I think people are going to be really interested to to hear about this. Now, you have a website, and it's a very simple to get to. It's just uh, www.marlenabooks, and that's M-A-R-L-E-N-A, and then books.com. Or you can put in Marlena Books if you're on Facebook, and you'll it'll pop right up. Same with um, Twitter. So thank you for keeping that simple. For, for yeah, I try and keep it as simple as we can. Yeah. Are you guys listed on um, like uh, like Amazon? If people yeah, in- we're also listed on Amazon both.com and .ca for our Canadian friends, and so you can search our hard copy books. Uh, up there type in Marlena books or activities for people with dementia and they should pop up now another group here in the U.S. and I don't have the formal name but it's um it's the activities um or life enrichment association and they put out a book every year for all the activity directors and life enrichment people that would be really good for you to reach out to and do a proposal to get in I know you have to kind of propose um, to get into their directory, but it's something that they all look forward to and is a, is a heavy resource. So that would be, I think, really, 
an excellent space for you to get into. Also, you know, here we have um, we have associations for um, nonprofit and for-profit um, communities, and that might be something in terms of conferences going to speak at. Um, or having a booth at, um, I think would be of interest to know that that can get a little costly, maybe approaching them in, in terms of even doing like a webinar or something might be um, advantageous as well. Yeah, and, that's all great feedback. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is important stuff. People, people need these things. And to me, um, like I said, our family struggled for 30 years trying to find resources and it was just it was to me ridiculous that there wasn't a way to connect people on an easier fashion with this. The The last suggestion that I would have is um, if you go to my site, Alzheimer's Speak, go to the resource directory page. Okay. There is um, a company called Provalence that is, is putting together, it's still in beta testing, but a resource directory for dementia. And this would be a great product or tool to be listed in there. It, it, it'll have everything from hospitals and doctors and neurologists to educators to information on medications to gifts and, and products, you know, for people. Um, Mayo Clinic here is one of the major content builders. And so, um, and it's real easy and it's very inexpensive to be part of and it will push them directly to your site. So there's no middleman, and um, but I, I, that might be a really nice place to position yourself as well, because that will get both professionals and and the public aware of. Yeah, that's that's super great. I'll check that out. Any last comments that you have? I, this has just been really informative. I so appreciate your time and and all the work you're doing to to bring this product forward for people. It's wonderful. No, I mean, I'm just thankful. It's always nice to connect with people who are also in this space and share the same desire for um, improving quality of life for people living with dementia. Um, and I know the resources and just the conversation about dementia that you're having through Alzheimer's Speaks is impacting so many people. Um, and I think that by doing little things like what you're doing or what we're doing and, and banding together is really going to be the way that we make it easier for families who are living through dementia and also just support each other along the way. Because as you said, dementia affects much more than the individual who's diagnosed with it. Um, and so I'm just I'm so happy that you uh, allowed us to be on the show and, and thank you for the opportunity. Well, great. Well, thank you. And you have a great Christmas. And again, people go to MarlenaBooks.com for more information. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, in wrapping up, I am just going to give a shout out to a couple other organizations. Uh, the Women's Alzheimer's Movement is run by Maria Shriver, and she is really really pushing for research to see why more women than men uh, tend to get uh, dementia. And so check her out at the women's Alzheimer's movement.org. She also does something called the Sunday paper, which is marvelous. If you're ever looking for a little pick me up because the news these days isn't all that exciting, check out her Sunday paper as well. And the last I'm going to just give a shout out to is the gals at Silver Dawn Training Institute. Kathy and Tammy are wonderful. They do something called Dementia Raw, and some of you might know them by that, more so than Silver Dawn Training Institute. 
but they have a class that they call introspective improv and it's a two-day course uh, that really helps care partners learn different ways to deal with dementia and it's a lot of fun and uh, it's just it, it's very informative just makes you frame things a little bit different in terms of how do you deal with real life scenarios so you can check them out at cdcsdementiaraw.com. That's cdcsdementiaraw.com. Talk soon, everybody. Bye now. Well, hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.